the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In steadfast obedience to God's call upon his life, Pastor Rander continues to challenge us with stimulating questions that we must answer if we are to live a committed, God-filled life. We cannot reach our full potential short of giving God rather than this world our very best. The only way we can maximize our God-given capacity is to walk by faith at all times and in all things. God's word tells us that we must look to the hills for help. Where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Thank you for joining us today. As you listen in, you'll want to take notes. So keep pen and paper handy. And Father, we thank you for the privilege of preaching. We thank you for a worshipful time that we're having uh, in our worship celebration, uh, be it live stream in the Spirit Center and in the sanctuary. Use me now to preach on the mind Anoint me. I can't do this without you. We pray against satanic distractions. And we pray most of all that someone come to Jesus. Someone would just say, Lord, what would you have me to do? In Jesus' name, and all God's children said. If you have your Bibles, we are on our theme scriptures. The foundational passages for this series is found in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, and also 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16b. There are also other references that uh, we will be reading, so you want you to keep your Bibles open, have your pens and paper ready, or perhaps you're taking notes in your cell phone. That's good, as long as you're not just texting and surfing and doing something unrelated to worship. Amen. <laughs> Uh, The scripture says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You know, we have a tendency of just running over that scripture, but it is a foundational scripture, particularly for dealing with the mind. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, B says, But we have the mind of of Christ. But we have the mind of Christ. Do you really have the mind of Christ? Well, what is the mind of Christ? What is the mind of Christ? To have the mind of Christ is to think like Christ. To have the mind of Christ is to govern our lives by the words of Christ. And the Holy Spirit. Again, to have the mind of Christ is to think like Christ, to govern our lives by the words of Christ and the Holy Spirit. It is a mind that is surrendered to Christ. One who has the mind of Christ has a mind that is guided by the Lord's thoughts and divine purposes. The mind of Christ is is one 
whose mind has been saturated with the word of God. The mind of Christ emanates from one who is obedient to the will and word of God. The scripture says, but we have the mind of Christ. How do believers cultivate the mind of Christ? How do you cultivate? How do you go through the process of developing the mind of Christ? There are a lot of kinds of minds out there, confused minds, devilish minds, angry minds, disturbed minds. A lot of minds out there, a lot of mindsets. How do believers, we as believers survive the time? How do we, how do we make it? How do we cultivate the mind of Christ? How do we cultivate the mind of Christ? Number one, believers cultivate the mind of Christ when we meditate on the word of God. Believers cultivate the mind of Christ when we meditate on the word of God. Anytime you set your thinking on the word of God, you are cultivating the mind of Christ. Psalms number one, verse two says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law, he meditates. Say meditates day and night. Psalms 119, verse 15 says, I will meditate. There it is again. Say meditate on the precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. Psalms 119, 148 also says, my eyes are awake before the watches of the night, which I may, there it is, meditate. Say meditate. meditate. Meditate on your promises. In these three verses, you see meditate, meditate, meditate. You say, well, if I'm going to meditate, what is meditation? So I make sure I'm meditating. <clears throat> to meditate means to, to think over. It means to reflect over. To meditate, I like what my old mentor used to say. It means to chew on like a cow is chewing could. It's to chew over and over on the word of God. To meditate is to internalize the word of God. So it is to mull over, reflect over, uh, chew on, internalize the word of God. Believers who delight in meditating on the word of God will have their minds elevated. In other words, when you meditate on the word of God, God elevates your mind. He elevates your thinking. I've never seen so many believers that think so low. The word of God will elevate your, you know, to do some of the damnable things that we see doing, people have to lower their thinking in order to do that. So believers who delight in meditating on the word of God will have their minds elevated. When your mind is elevated, because of the word of God, you possess clarity of thought. When the word of God elevates your thinking, you will have the ability to spiritually discern between what is of God and what is of Satan. You will have spiritual discernment when you meditate on the word of God. Believers will possess when you meditate wisdom in decision making. How many of you have some key decisions you need to make going forth from today? You, raise your hand if you got some, some decisions. Then when you're meditating on the word of God, God gives direction in your decision making 
And you will experience more victories over your fleshly desires. You experience more victories over the world. And you experience more victories over Satan. Satan. You don't want Satan to just be defeating you. You want to win victories. And the way you do that is through the word of God. Your best weaponry is the Bible. Number two, the believer's mind and life must be purified of spiritual impurities before we can cultivate the mind of Christ. The believer's mind and life must be purified of spiritual impurities before we can cultivate the mind of Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1 says, Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates the body and spirit perfecting holiness out of reverence to God. Beloved, a contaminated mind leads to a defiled body and spirit. And Satan wants your mind contaminated because it leads to a a defiled body and spirit. Our heart's desire should be to live a life of holiness in reverence to God. God requires us to pursue a life of holiness which is to be set apart and consecrated for the divine purposes of service and worship to God. We are saints. You say, what is a saint? One who is set apart for the divine purpose, service, worship of God. Beloved, we can only possess the mind of Christ when our lives have been cleansed, when our lives have been purged from corruption of sin. When we pursue a life of holiness, our minds will think in a way that glorifies and honors the Lord. Now that's, that's big. When we pursue a life of what? Holiness. Our minds will think in a way that glorifies and honor the Lord. How's your thinking? It starts with the mind. It starts with how you think. Thirdly, believers cultivate the mind of Christ when they continually renew their minds with the word of God. Believers cultivate the mind of Christ when they continually renew their minds with the word of God. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Beloved, the word of God brings transformation of our thinking. The word of God transforms our thinking. The word of God transforms our living. The word of God transforms our behavior. Uh, The word of God also, it keeps us growing in Christ uh, from one spiritual level to the next. You keep growing from one level to the next. I didn't get to where I am today just by yesterday. I didn't just come to Christ one day and all of a sudden I'm here talking to five or six hundred people. No, that was a process way back there when I first came to Christ as a young child, eight, nine years old, way back yonder. And God took me from one level to the next level. You have to be purposeful in your spiritual growth. Now, you don't just accidentally grow spiritually. You have to, you have to activate your spiritual growth. There's some, there some Christians, they, don't, they won't read their Bible, they won't go to the seminar, they won't invest in themselves spiritually. I guess they think they're going to obtain spirituality by osmosis or something. <laughs> <laughs> 
When you allow your minds to be renewed, you say, what, what does it mean to have your mind renewed when your mind is continually changing for the better? The renewing of the mind is when your mind is continually changing for the better in our spiritual life by the word of God and the spirit of God. And when your life is continually going from one level of thinking to the next level, your thinking is being elevated and elevated, thinking on things above. All of a sudden, you look back and say, look how far God has brought me and how I think. And how you think determines how you live. Did you get it? How you think determines how you live. Some people live so badly because they think so badly. What's in you will come out. Will come out. Number four, believers cultivate the mind of Christ when we possess a sound mind. Say sound mind. Believers cultivate the mind of Christ when we possess a sound mind. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Say sound mind again. Now, a sound mind is a mind that is whole. A sound mind is a mind that is stable. A sound mind is a mind that is spiritually well-grounded. A sound mind is a mind that is a healthy mind. We live in a day where the minds of people are confused. The minds of people are so angry. The minds of people are deranged, irrational, depraved. I'm talking about the mind. People around you, in your neighborhood, in that go, be careful how you honk your horn. Be very selective. Don't be so quick to hit that. Oh, you don't know what state of mind that person is in. That may be your last day on earth. People's minds are foggy and foolish and worldly. And so many minds are deceived, sadly, even in the church, people who say they are Christians. The word of God brings stability and clarity of thinking. The word of God brings stability and clarity of thinking. Beloved, do not expect to have a sound mind while being addicted to drugs and alcohol. Do not expect to have a sound mind while being obsessed with graphic and violent video games. That will mess up your mind. Killing and bloodthirstiness and savagery. Uh, don't expect to have a sound mind living habitually on social media. It will mess up your mind. That's why so many of our young folk are in depression. Too much social media. You have to help your children abstain from these things. And you need to organize how long they can be on it. They ought to not just have free reign to just be on it how long and all those kind of. They need to be guided. That's why they're in your home. The government don't rule your child. You rule your children. They're your children. Your children are a gift from God to you, and you're going to give an account as to how you rear your children. There's nobody else's responsibility to raise your child. Well, the school going to raise my child. You're going to have some cuckoo children. <laughs> Crazy children, confused children. Don't give them free reign if you want to. No, don't, 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 don't give a license for the government to just have charge over your children. When they get through, you won't even know your child. 
I mean, the minds are messed up because of explicit music, immoral television shows. You laugh at things that grieve the heart of God, shows and movies. And some of you, your life is in decline because you, you think so evil. He said, you just think evil. You, you think the worst of folk before you think the best of folk. You're so melancholy. You know? You, you're always, you're trying to, well, where are they coming from now? Maybe that, maybe they just being themselves. Why do you have to always figure them out? Can't you just leave them alone? You got enough issues trying to fix your own mind. If I, if I have a witness there, won't you say amen? <laughs> Number five, when believers cultivate the mind of Christ, they will possess a peaceful mind. Say peaceful mind. Isaiah 26, 3 says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. When you keep your mind stayed and focus on Christ, he alone is able to give you perfect peace. Perfect peace doesn't come from witchcraft. Doesn't come from psychics and Ouija boards and magic. Doesn't come from the game. Some of you get more depressed after the game. <laughs> you will keep him or her in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he or she trusts in you. A mind stayed and focused on Christ is a mind that is calm. When Jesus is the object of your focus, your mind is at peace, is quiet. It possesses inner tranquility. Your mind is at rest when there's chaos and turbulence all around. And you know what? That's a great witness. Everybody else falling to pieces and they're crying and they're whining and they're complaining and they just look at you. You kind of smiling and nodding your head and you got something positive to say and they start looking at you and you're not jumping on their pity bandwagon and all of a sudden they say, what's wrong with you? You look like you're happy. And you tell them, well, why can't I be happy? Why do I have to look so sadly sick all the time? Why do I have to look like bad news coming? When Jesus is the object of your faith and focus, he puts your mind at rest. And I declare today, there are many under my voice by radio and social media and all over the place. You need rest in your thinking. Beloved, the surest way to maintain a peaceful mind is to keep Christ as the object of your focus. Number six, believers cultivate the mind of Christ when they have been set free spiritually. Believers cultivate Cultivate the mind of Christ when their minds have been set free spiritually. Uh, John 8.32, the gospel of John 8.32 says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The minds of so many believers are held captive. So many minds are in prison, held captive by materialism, held captive by worldly passions. So many minds are held captive by technology. Some of you, it's just one show after the next show after the next show. It's one o'clock in the morning. You still got the television on. Why don't you cut the thing off and go to sleep so your mind can rest? You're driving yourself crazy. 
Your mind is saying, will you please let me rest? I don't need a Tylenol. I don't need Advil. I don't need medicine. Your mind is telling you, I need rest. But you just got it all on. It it, it never, the sound never goes off. Entertainment. Entertaining yourself to death. Politics. And the closer we get to the presidential race, the worse it's going to get. You might as well calm yourself down. Don't let all that stuff coming in your mailbox disturb you. Don't let it disturb you. Look at it, glance at it, and throw it in the trash somewhere. Don't get caught up in that. Don't get caught up in that. No political party is going to save America. I say it again, and I'm not taking it back. No political party is going to save America. No president, no Senate, no Congress, no Supreme Court is going to save. It's going to take God to save America. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. He's talking about his people. Not not Hollywood. They're already wicked. There are wicked folk all over this place. God is not waiting on the worldly entities of our time. He's waiting on his people. You ought to get tired of talking about politics. Your mind would be much better off if you spend more time talking about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ than political figures and politics. It says, make known. This dude remembers of me. Talk about my death. Talk about my burial. Talk about Jesus' resurrection. Talk about his coming back again. Why don't you talk about the, you have the authority to change the subject. You can make your conversations of redemptive purpose. Uh, you see, you can't get set free until you're free of self-citizenship, until you get free of drugs, legal and illegal. I mean, some of you, legal drugs are okay when they're prescribed and they're meeting a medical need. Some of y'all are overdosing, you know, you, you just own a little everything. And uh, I was... <laughs> I'm going to tell on myself, I had some, I went to my certain kind of doctor, I'm not going to tell you what he was, and you know, y'all, y'all get quiet when I talk about me anyway, and so I tell you, what, what do you call those, uh, those uh, vitamins and stuff, you know, herbs and stuff, I had so many of them, just kind of trying to get vitamin A, B, C, D, I had E, and I had vitamin D, and then I had this over here, and then I had this calcium, and then I had this over here, my, my doctor, with his distinguished self, he a wonderful Jewish guy, and he took. He said, "Bring it back." He put it all here, and he took, he took it all. I tell it all out. He said, "You taking all this?" Said, yeah. I said, "Why are you taking? It? I want to be. I'm trying to keep myself healthy. Keep preaching." He started analyzing, looking, and reading. He said, "And then he put this over here, and put this over here, put this over here, put this over here." I said, huh, 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 huh. "He said, I want you to get rid of all this." And I just want you to use this. I didn't have enough sense to get off of it. And you know what? That was several months ago. And I feel just as good. I feel just as good. And my pockets are not getting lighter. (laughs) 
<laughs> that stuff is so expensive. Sometimes we try to help ourselves and we overdose on helping ourselves. Anybody, if, I, if I'm saying amen, if I'm talking to somebody, can you say amen? Or am I, I'm, I'm the only one? Set free, set free, set free of pride, set free of greed, set free of laziness. Some of you going to always get it, you know, I, I get there after a while, and after a while I never come. That garage still looks like it's looking. The attic still looking like it's looking. That closet still just as messed up. You two years ago, you said you were gonna get to it, and you can't let it go. You know you need somebody in your house that can help you let. It. You know you tired to all that stuff. You're addicted to that stuff. Some of that stuff you had 15 years thinking you're gonna reduce your size. <laughs> you know you're not going back. Get somebody else in that's not tied into that stuff, so they can, they can look at this and say, "What you got this for?" No. no. They don't have no affinity to it. You know, they let it go. You hold on to everything. Where my grandson may wear. They don't want your furniture. <laughs> That's not even their style. You say, oh, they're going to, they don't want it. They go, they go, what, what's that thing you can go to and get rid of your stuff? I don't know what it's called. Uh, too good to be through or something. I don't know. <laughs> you think they want your stuff? That's not even their style. They go, you close your eyes, all your stuff gone. They got that, they, they translated that into money. You try to hold it for them. I'm talking to somebody in here. <laughs> That's not their taste. That's your taste from back in 1950. <laughs> Tells us that in order to live according to God's plan for our lives, We must be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. It also tells us that we must forget our past and look toward those things that are ahead. In addition to the gift of a brand new year, God has given us the gifts of keeping the past where it belongs and looking to the present and the future, doing new things in him that shall spring forth. Isn't that good news? If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear more teachings by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.